the second floor of the AC building here at Bethel University. This is live from AC Second. Welcome. Joining me in Amy Poppinga's office today is... Amy Poppinga. Sam Mulberry. Nathan Gossett. Nathan, this is your first time on this podcast. This is. It's exciting. And for the record, I wasn't really invited. I just happened to be sitting in here doing work. When oh, you that's not true. <laughs> It would have been awkward not to invite me when the we just, we just walked in here and set up our recording for my office. I, I'm not certain your mic is on, just so you know. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, Nathan, you're not from you the AC before. building here. No. Uh, where are you joining us from? I'm from the CC building. But <laughs> <it's> like, yeah. <laughs> Second floor still. So um, you're part of the math and computer science department. I am. Uh, what are some of the things you do and teach here? And what's uh, the weather like there today, too? Just so that is it better? Is it nicer? Does I have a window. There? That wow. Nice. What's that, that like? I can nice. see green grass. Sometimes there's farm animals, like once Wait, a year. what? Yeah, bison uh, in the spring. Wait, yeah. what? Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I don't know why, but they bring farm animals in. And, yeah, so there was a bison. Yeah, there was yeah. a 4-H exhibit. Well, no, like, you know how we have, like, comfort dogs during finals week? You have a comfort like, bison? It's a, it's a comfort bison. I, to... <laughs> I don't think that it was for... I think the bison got eaten. Yeah, it is yeah. from a bison. That's it not comfortable for the yeah. bison. It's for, well, the no. bison didn't know yet. It I think it was a meet farm. your food. Yep. Yeah. Before is you it M E E T? Yeah. Yeah. Meet your meat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, another thing you can see through that window if you're here in the summer when the young writers are here on Friday, they always have like a Jimmy Buffett esque band that plays. For some reason, they think the young authors like that. Like these are like middle school kids. Love Jimmy Buffett. You know what's? You know what? They moved up the young writers conference. It was over our. It was over Bethel Spring Break. It's always over spring break. No, it used to be in May. There's a yeah, there's a summer right one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's a there's another one. Yeah. Well, I know that they. I know that it's always been in the summer. I know, but before. this yeah. year, because right. my son attended this year, it was in. Well, they moved did, did it he, up. Did he get a? Jimmy I don't remember Buffett him saying anything about like a Jimmy Buffett. Because there's nothing like watching a bunch of like, you know, fifth graders dancing around to Margaritaville. Like, that's. <laughs> That is, and that inspires some. It's the good epitome stories. of class, yeah. Sure, as Nathan, you were telling us where you, what you teach. <laughs> so I, you I mostly do. teach computer science. Okay. Um, yeah. So you work in uh, well, some things. I know you work on is data visualization, right? Yes. Well, I, I have an interest in data visualization. I also teach the algorithms class, okay. um, computer graphics, uh, and a bunch of the intro classes as well. Now I yes. noticed that you said data, where Chris had said data. Oh, crap. Data, oh crap. Data. I Well, I don't know which one's the, the classier way yeah. to say it. I, I mean, is there a preferred preferred pronunciation in the field? I don't think so. Okay. Just I think it's what part of the country you're from or oh. what country you're from. Oh, I see. Okay. And you're from? Minnesota. Well, I have to say Minnesota at this point because I've lived here by, for By law? Long. Oh. No. I used to say I was from California, but oh. I haven't lived there in many, many decades. And so I, sp- I probably can't say I'm from California anymore. I've noticed that California does kind of linger in people, though. I, I know I know people who you know who lived in California briefly, yeah. and they've you know they've been in the Midwest for years. Like, well, I'm, no, I'm from California. Like, well, it is tipper and cooler sounding. Cooler. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so, but apparently, I have a Minnesotan accent now, uh, as I'm told by relatives that I, I have changed. A, it. That I have a thick Minnesotan accent to them. So, see, I don't think you have a thick I Minnesotan either. accent. Uh, there are, uh, as an outsider coming from, from distant Ohio, yes. um, I've learned that some uh, Minnesotans do have thicker Minnesota accents than others, but I can't figure out what causes that. Because oh, it doesn't, like seem, it doesn't seem like it's a rural finger. urban thing. Yeah. Well, there, definitely more northern, you, I think, is it gets stronger, right? Isn't there like more of an iron range? Closer, closer to the western side of Minnesota, too, like the Fargo area? Uh, perhaps. To, yeah. to me, you, Sam, do not have a Minnesota accent at all. 
People will often comment on my Minnesota accent, and I am not from Minnesota. Yeah, you're from. New Mexico. But people will always talk about my Minnesota accent. Hmm. But when I moved here, people talked about my New Mexico accent. So So what would that be? Yeah, Yeah. Um, It's sort of like a... Texas accent. It's like Texas light a little bit. Okay. So like I remember. Can you like? Can you like yep. whip it out and? I wish that if I if if we could somehow have my dad call, like my voice just automatically goes. Amy, back we didn't to, tell you about this. but yeah, he's on the phone. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah, no, but it's um. So I remember that when I moved here, people would like they would there was certain words they liked me to say. They'd be like say brown, and I said brown, and I don't know what's so different about that, but you can kind of oh, a little it, like, bit brown. there. Yeah. Like it's, it's um. So it's faster, and it's kind of up at the end a little bit. Like, it's a little, like, I can even, as I'm saying, I can feel my tongue moving a little bit differently. Hmm. Um, so, and y'all is very common in New Mexico, so I used to always say, and still when I talk to my family, we'll say y'all, and you say, um, instead of, like, Monday, Tuesday, you say Monday, Tuesday, Saturday. Huh. Yeah, hmm. like. So, so when you when you are in New Mexico, does it all yeah, just come back? Yeah, it comes right back. Okay. Yeah. No, it does. It's funny. Like consciously or unconsciously? I think unconsciously because okay. I know that this summer when I was there, um, for a week, and and my husband was not with us. He was um at, at on actually like he was in Texas for work, and I remember on the phone he was like, "Oh, well, I see that you're back in New." You know, it's like you know, like he could hear it. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. No, but anyway, I. In college, I had a couple of friends from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, which has a mm. very distinct accent. And and what is that like? Oh, it's it's almost Minnesotan on uh, drugs. Okay. Oh yeah, it's really it, it could be really thick. Okay. Um, so it's ca- like it's very, very Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. It almost yeah it sounds yeah, okay. it almost sounds Canadian. Um, well, I had a high school teacher who was a Uper, and he I don't know if it was oh, because of where he was yep. from or because well, if it was a speech impediment, but he couldn't say th. Oh. And so he would say TR instead of TH for like, everything. So like, be- be- like, 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 like thank you very much? Or, or like the number tree. That, oh. Which, I mean, and it was an economics class. And so. There was lots of there tree. Was, yeah. Like, and it was a little bit confusing. Like, but like, he, like he but if you were doing tree. the economics of like the lumber industry, super confusing. That would be so yeah. confusing. <laughs> but I mean, he, he was upfront about it. He was aware of, of his accent. And on the first day he said, I'm going to say tree and that means three you know and like he he tried very hard to to say three but it was yeah Yeah. but like (laughs) that is interesting so what about 30 i'm trying to think of 30 tree would be difficult yeah or 30 tree 30 tree Hmm. well live from betrel university (laughs) oh dear (laughs) (laughs) okay so but what i'm amazed by is not the accent but how quickly it comes back like it's all just a phone call yeah it really does because he you know you he, I mean, I suppose it's sort of a little bit, you know, like you you speak to somebody and it's your native language and you just sort of jump right back into thinking that way, talking that way. And mm-hmm. so instantly when I am on the phone with my dad, I actually was trying to think of last year who walked in the office when I was talking to my dad on the phone and like noticed it. Huh. Yeah. So are, are you also though like a, like a speech chameleon at all or any of yes. you where you like, like if you go to England for a month, are you going to start talking with an yep. accent? We and... lived in England for um, five months, and I picked up uh, not so much an accent, but the speech pattern is sure. different. Sure, And so I would use that. And so it like, turns a phrase. Yes, presumably. and it drove um, my family crazy, but I like could not help it. And I think it's because I was in, you know, they were there to support me in graduate school. I was in classes. I was interacting with people all the time. Right. I'm listening to things. Um, you're all the television that you're watching is English accent. So I remember that like one of the main, like, I remember like it once saying, um, do you need any money? 
And like, that's how you, like in England, yeah. do you need any money? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I would just, all of a sudden, when I would ask questions, I could not stop going up at the end and phrasing. Mm-hmm. So instead of, you know, do you need money? It's like, do you need any money? Did you want to go to lunch? Like there's always this sure, like sure. swing up at the yeah. end. And it took me like months to drop it and to get it out. Yeah. Did you want to go with me? Like, do you know <laughs> right. what I mean? Yeah. It was always, every question had a, yeah, anyway. I, if you could, uh, we all have kids here. If you could inculcate an accent in your children, oh. uh, is there one you'd want them to have? Could they turn it on and off, or is it just this is what? They no, this is like? what they have. This is what they got. Oh. I, Irish is always nice. Oh, Irish is you a good as nice. <laughs> no, yeah. I, won't, I won't try and do it. But. Yeah, yeah. No, I, like that's, and I will say, like I am incapable of, like I'm one of those people that won't do it because if I tried. You all would really enjoy it, and I wouldn't because yes. it would be awful. Like so, so like I'm incapable of that, and I'm surrounded by people. Like my wife, um, I mean, she was a theater major. She just has a good musical ear. She she can pick up and just do impressions, and she can do mm-hmm. um, accents and things like that. And I'm incapable. So like I'm always jealous of those people because it seems like they're having a good time when they're like, I'm just <laughs> gonna do this voice now, and it's like I, this is the one I have, the one you're listening to. That's what I got. Um, what about you, Nathan? I don't know, like... Cute little dog yeah. speaking, so, I don't know, Farsi at home. Pe- yeah, people with a New Zealand <laughs> accent, I, I feel like... Oh, oh that's, no, so that's no a one, good choice. Yeah, like if someone has a New Zealand accent, you're automatically their friend, yes. and you can't do anything bad to them. Hmm. Isn't that funny? Like, so New Zealand accent, I think, I think Australia is the same, but it's almost like if Australians are really nice, New Zealands are like nice on steroids i feel like so it's interesting how like the new zealand accent to me is just it's gonna evoke friendliness like mm-hmm. that's what it, and i think like a british accent evokes um like intelligence, intelligence yeah. you know it just totally this, this does. is true actually uh we know uh in consumer marketing yeah that a british voiceover makes the product sound more sophisticated and, and more intelligent than an american voice i'll be at the airport today and i remember that last time i was at the airport on the tram like the tram voice is okay, a British okay, wait, 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 wait. accent. You just said tram, like maybe perhaps you're from from the, the south. Oh, because you said tr- you said tram, like it has more than one syllable. Tram, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, it's a long tram. I was thinking of the tram in motion, and so, but but the the MSP airport tram mm-hmm. has a British woman telling you what to do. Right, interesting. And so I and listen to yeah. her. It's like oh, okay. And I wonder how many people don't even notice it. That that's what oh, it is. Oh, true. Or know? that's just, it's like an airport thing because airports are international, exciting sure, places. Sure, sure. You just mm-hmm. sort of accept it, yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, like I I know the voice that you're referring to, and I guess I would have associated that with that is the computer voice. Oh. Like, not like the Stephen Hawking style re- computer no, voice. But no, But this is like if you are in a sci-fi movie and the computer's talking to you. It's a British, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the voice true. the computer talks with. Yeah. Nathan, that's an interesting point. And that yeah. makes the computer seem smarter, is that? It does. It's like if you're working on artificial intelligence and you just switch it to a British accent, all of a sudden it's artificially more intelligent. Well, and does I think that, it's kind of scary too. Like it's like I know this computer's smarter than me. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. kind of a you know. Because what if you had a, um, a computer with like a draw? Well, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like it wouldn't be scary, right? Like you'd be like, you're never going to get your act together. Right. You're not going to take over this. <laughs> you know, you're not going to take over humankind. We don't. We have to apologize worry about to you. the American South. Well, <laughs> I think our, our, our I'm, I'm assuming our so, podcast so, is more regional. <laughs> so then, if Skynet wanted to, you know, lay low for a little It'd while longer, it would just adopt a southern accent, exactly, and everyone would assume that it was was not trying to take over the. World. No, it's just hanging out yeah. more so. Y'all, I'm gonna reboot and 
Yeah, y'all, will be, we all, y'all will be right back. We're rebooting. Yeah. Wow, that yep. sounds like such a pleasant computer. It like, sure does, right? doesn't yeah. it? It's like, just a minute, I'm trying to figure this out. Just yeah. sit tight. And I'm presuming you know? I'm going to get iced tea at exactly. some point. You yep. know? Like, yep. Yeah. yep, I'm fixing to fix this. Yeah. Spe- I'm speaking speaking of which, have you noticed that we started to move a little bit more uh, casual colloquialisms into our computer language? The other day I was clicking in through some icons and things on uh, Degrade on Moodle, and it said, do you want to navigate away from this page? And it said, yes, nope. Not no, oh. nope. Really? I'm yeah. trying to think of what um, when my when our home computer when um, like the internet accidentally shuts down or like a website won't load, it, like the computer says, "My bad." Yeah. Yeah, like my bad. So. I don't like I'm, it. I'm not, I want my I'm not bros formal with, my with the British accent. That's right. Well, because that that British accent computer's not saying yeah. nope. So sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah so, I, I don't. Anyway. I don't want to be bros with my computer. Like that's not part of my game. Like. I kind of like that our computer's friendly. Do you trust it though? No. See, see, so it's like it's working an angle when it's being friendly. Yeah, like if I come downstairs and someone didn't shut it off, and um, even it's just a screensaver, I'm like, what are you up to? (laughs) All right, I'm shutting you down. I see that light flickering. I see that light flickering. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I I brought you here today to ask um, one significant question, and then whatever the nonsense you all bring up. But uh, here's the thing I want to know from you: What's the worst job you've ever had? And I, because I'll give you a chance to think about this, I'll start. I've had a couple less than desirable jobs. You can't jobs. be this job, though, right? <laughs> no, no, no. This is my favorite job I've ever had. My least favorite job my, uh, that I've ever had, it's close, but I think uh, was washing dishes at a truck stop. It's my first oh, job. How, how old were you? Uh, just job? 16. Okay. And how did you get that job? Because um, I worked in, I was in a small town, and there was a finite number of people and a finite number of jobs, and so they needed a dishwasher for the truck stop. <laughs> and well, what was that interview process? Yeah, like? really. Did you have a little resume? Uh, can you be here? Um, can you drive? <laughs> uh, have you ever washed dishes before? No? I'll show you how. <laughs> that was pretty much it. Not necessary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was – so the halfway through the, sum, the summer when I was washing dishes, they got the actual dishwashing machine. You know, like what you oh, think, sure. It was like the sides yeah, you can raise and lower. Yeah, the industrial. Industrial washer. Before that, it was just me and three, pan, three pots of water and soap and a brush. Oh, my God. And wow. a lot of gravy. A lot Ugh. of gravy. So this was in the 90s and it was yeah. – you were hand-washing dishes. This would have been sort of around 94 – Wow. Yeah. That does sound... How long did you do that work? Just for the summer. I, did you make any friends? Did you have interesting, colorful work There were some colorful people there. Um, there I, 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 um, I don't... So here's the good thing. I, I'm pretty sure my wife doesn't listen to this podcast, um, but this wasn't matter anyway. I hadn't met my wife yet. There was a girl I had a crush on there. Okay. She was a waitress. Oh, oh yeah. my. And nothing happened. I just, but, just for the record. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. To talk to me about the humidity. I'm picturing a lot of humidity. So oh, hot. Gross. Yeah. So hot and gross. Do you, um, um, today when you do dishes, do you sort of have flashbacks? Like, I've no, worked in many I restaurants have, I, and, like, there's I do some have things a permanent, that really gross uh, me out. I have a permanent scar from it, though, in the sense that I used, I, my hands and arms were dipped in hot water so long that I've actually lost the feeling of heat in my hands. So I'm not allowed to draw bath water for my kids. Oh, because Be- you don't know how I don't hot, it how hot it is. Yeah. Do you, though, are you helpful with pulling things out of the oven if you can't find an oven? Oh, yeah, I'm real good at that. Yeah. <laughs> No problem. Do you feel like when you wash dishes at home that you're doing it at a professional level? Like, yeah. Do you feel like you're better I, than the I, other I, people? I do kind of critique other people's dishwashing okay. habits. Yeah, kind of totally. Kind of like a mutant. <laughs> <laughs> but, not, but not a particularly useful Saviors. one. <laughs> I don't know. Like being able to take pans out of the oven without, without a knife. Yeah, that's a little I, extreme. I probably shouldn't do that because my hands still would take damage. I just... 
Yeah. But still. <laughs> that is, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Yep. Nathan? When you told me that this was going to be the question, you, you picked the wrong guest. Oh. Oh. oh, if you had just like great jobs. you just had jobs. great cake jobs? I, I have, have you had a job before, Nathan? Yes. <laughs> okay. I, I don't think, I thought about this long and hard last night. I don't think I've ever had a job that I hated. Oh. Well, what was well, like your worst job? It doesn't have to, yeah, you don't have to have hated yeah. it. I don't even know that I have a job that I disliked. Oh, wow. Like I've, What was your first job? My, my very first job was actually working for the IT department at Bethel. Oh, oh. Were, um, <laughs> were you like seven? And like, no, like I, w- I, was, I was hired to, because uh, they didn't have an inventory of all the computers on campus. Hmm. And so I was hired to literally go into every single room on campus, find out if there was any computing equipment in there, and if there was, put a sticker on it and write down what it was and what room it was in. Interesting. And I spent a summer doing that. Okay, but like I have some questions just about sort of um, IT department culture. Okay, mm-hmm. like whenever I go to IT and I'm married to somebody in IT and he's pretty good about not making me feel this way at home, but yet at the same time I see him sometimes. Like he ha- he's sort of like the open help desk for everyone in our family. Like the phone just rings and it's usually like somebody who needs him to fix something over the phone as it relates to their computer. And he's very patient with people, but yet at the same time, I also sort of see a little bit of the IT frustration with people who just like, like, I don't want to say idiots because I, I mean, I'm kind of a, an IT idiot. And, and whenever I go to IT, it's hard to not feel like you're going to leave IT and these people are going to like be talking about you that night over dinner or they're going to have a good laugh once you leave for like just how inane you are. Mm. Uh, I kind of view it as a, a puzzle, though, because oh. I, no one's really that dumb. They're just ignorant. And, and yeah, so, yeah, and true. so, part of it is I just have you have to figure out they they know about something, and so I have to figure out how do how do I get them to tell me what's wrong yeah, in like language they that they know. understand, and I need to figure out what that right. means. Yeah. And so, like when I was working for the help desk uh, years ago, we had substitutes. Like if you would say, "Are you on a Mac or a PC?" and they'd say, "I have no idea," and I would say, "How many buttons does your mouse have?" Because at the time, all the Macs so had one-button mouse, mouse okay. and, and all the PCs had a two-button mouse. And so, Okay, the like, fact that someone mm-hmm. couldn't tell you that makes me feel so much better that maybe mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. like in the lowest category of, of ignorance. Yeah. Well, and, mm-hmm. and it was other things like, so a lot of people at the time did not differentiate between the monitor and the computer. Like the monitor was the computer to them. Right. I and feel so, so much better. This I is mean, really so good. That, yeah, this is, you know, is kind of like therapy a in a way. Ago. And so people yeah. would call up and you'd say, well, you know, so you get the classic, have yeah. you turned it off and on again? Right. That's uh, my trick. That's my standard move. They would, they would turn the monitor move. off and back on oh, again. Sure. And, and so yeah. we, had, we had to be very Say, like, clear. where did yeah. you turn it off? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Are the, my cup holders broken? The disk drive? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't I don't think I ever got that one. But okay. yeah. Um, That's funny. I've never heard that. There's like that. There's a sort of list of famous IT calls or. Is there? Yeah. Oh, I'll have to. I'm yeah. sure I've yeah. made a few of those. Yeah. yeah. And so my favorite one, and, it, and I'm glad that I actually don't know this person's name, uh, but they, they, it was in person and they wanted to know how to do something and they'd never used a PC before. And so I said, oh, okay, yeah, all you have to do is right click uh, on you know, this icon and, and this menu will pop up. And she said, uh, you want me to what? And I, I said, well, right click. And so she said, hold on, let me get out a pencil and paper. I thought, okay, she's just going to write this down so that she'll know how to do it again later. And she wrote the word click on the paper and then looked at me. And, like, we just stared at each other for a while. 
Amy is yeah. shaking her head right now. Yeah. And I mean, so, and from her perspective, that made total sense. Right. She did Wrote exactly, down, she yeah, right clicked. Yeah, she did yep. exactly wow. what I told her to do. And it was just like, I had to say, oh, okay, so notice you have two buttons on your mouse and one of them's on the left and one's on the and right. And you're like, okay. why you're a teacher yeah. and why you're Exactly, patient. Nathan. Because yes. like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you just sort of roll with it and say, okay, now after you right click, mm-hmm. after you write it, then what we need to yeah. do. You realize this, 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 this woman has pads of paper with the word click written on them all over like i see i just would want to i would want to stop her and say like what did you think was going to happen when you did that like <laughs> like, like let's, let's run through the possibilities of, of what was going to happen when you wrote click down well, not yet. I, I don't know. But uh, wouldn't it have been amazing for her if that worked? <laughs> That's true. That would have been. <laughs> Sometimes uh, either she or Nathan would be every a wizard time, then, right? Every like, time you right click, an IT angel gets its wings. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Well, yeah. Well, Amy, okay. Amy, what's your worst job? You know, I was trying to think of, like, again, like, worst jobs. So um, I had two jobs I put in the category of worst. I'll try to be quick. Um, one of them, um, I think the summer after my um, junior year of high school, um, I had three friends who were all going to be working for a bank in downtown St. Paul where they were going to be filing in the basement of the bank for the summer. Okay. And, that um, sounds dreadful. It does sound sounds fun, though, because there were three friends. Well, yes, exactly, that right? That sounds actually kind of fun. But here's where the story gets Because there's no sad. supervision in the basement. This is true. Okay, However, within the first week of being there, all three friends quit because they got other internships or other they jobs. They better deal you. So then it was just me. So then it was me um, in the basement of a bank. It was a vault. Like, it was like, mm-hmm. there were no windows. I mean, it was in this, and it was like a soundproof, and fireproof. And it was haunted. And it was super, it was floor to ceiling files. Mm-hmm. And every day I would come, and there were, like, literally half of the environment was floor to ceiling files, but then... In every, like, um, in sort of the middle area that was a little bit more open over by the door where you would come in, there were um, massive stacks of mm-hmm. things that needed to be filed, right. right? So they were like, I mean, I'm five foot three and like they would be higher than me. Yep. So you would just, my job all summer was to just work on filing mm-hmm. these stacks of files. And I was by myself and there was a man whose name was Larry, whose job it was to set a timer and come tell me when I could take breaks and go to lunch because there was no clock down there. And even though I could have like, I, I had a watch or whatever, mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to actually like, it's like a secured environment. You can't leave it alone. You can't like, because of whatever safe, right. like you weren't allowed to leave. Mm-hmm. So I had to wait for Larry to come get me. So I would just be stuck down there with like absolutely no awareness of what was going on. If the world had ended or whatever. <laughs> it's like a sense depth chamber with filing. Yep. <laughs> and I would listen to, um, I had my Walkman okay. and I would like listen to tapes of things. So like this is going deep back in Christian culture. And yep. I know Chris Moore, this might have meaning for you. I just don't know your background as well. Nathan, Sam, I don't think it's going to have any meaning for you, but it would for Anne. Like I remember listening to the Keith Green story. Like Keith okay. Green was this Christian artist in yes. the seventies and eighties. Yes. And then he ends up dying in a plane crash with like three of his kids. Terrible. And like, so I had, but I just remember like, cr- like being filing crying mm-hmm. and then being like the tape runs out and then i gotta switch I gotta switch the tape over click <laughs> click 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 you know yeah. like, like mm-hmm. the, the tape like broke right in the middle of the plane crash story oh, not like broke but i mean like, like the tape stopped yeah exactly it's either side, and so either I just, side. it's called every, a cliffhanger Andy. exactly so everyone was loaning me like the most random like tapes that they had mm-hmm. and i just like listened to things on tape all summer and it was just like me and larry who would come and did you ever yeah, hide from Larry? Like, he would come down to get you and be no. like... I no. was, like, waiting at the door for Larry. Like, a dog is waiting for you when you get home from work. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would be worried about being forgotten. <laughs> you know? Like, I would worry. Luckily, Larry was not creepy. He was um, an older fellow, and he was just really nice. So, okay. he'd be like, I'm right. here to let you out. And I'd be like, thanks, Larry. <laughs> so, Larry and I'd go to Subway together sometimes okay. and split a cold 
cut combo. So um, that was like just not like I thought it was going to be kind of fun. And then everyone like bailed. Okay. Does this speak bad of me that like if I had like an iPod or something like that actually sounds like a job I'd enjoy. You know what? What's funny? I is, realize you didn't have that. Right. Do you I mean, know what's funny is now at this point in life, I'm like, I think I would really enjoy that job because I'm so into podcasts and yeah. hmm. love actually. Like I have so enjoyed my commute better since I've gotten into, I listen to podcasts while I cook. So I probably would have been okay. It was just you like, listen to this podcast. I could listen. I do listen to this podcast. I usually listen to it like while I'm making dinner, like right after it comes out. So if I can just say my other quick bad job, yep. um, I was a closet, a custom closet designer um, in graduate what? school for the company. Um, what qualifies cl- you for Closets that? by Design. I I'm not saying it. you're unqualified, but like what are the qualifications? Yeah, I just self-trained. Oh, okay. Um, so having a decent personality, being, you had to have some math skills, some like drafting skills and being good at design. And so, um, but what was, so, so people would call and want someone to come and to, design a custom closet for them. And that was my job. Like, so every day I would get from the company, like a list of addresses and I would have to drive to the the appointment times to people's houses and then like interact with them in their homes. Um, and what I did not like about that job is that I would say a good 60% of the calls are just people who are lonely and just want someone to come over to their house and check out their closet. Not necessarily. So, um, you see a lot of, I mean, it was just like, it was more people want you to come and they want someone to have coffee with. And, like, then you're like, can we – are we – where? where is the closet? Are we going to see the the closet? And then there were these rules. Like, you were supposed to, before the closet designer came, the closet designer needs to be able to measure on the floor, like, mm-hmm. wall to wall. Sure. And I cannot tell you the number of homes I went in that they, like, had not done that. And the rooms would be so full of junk that, like, I would have to push – I mean, I would, I would sure. be, like, working with them – to like move all of their junk out of the way or um, we ran like a lot of hoarders. Like I had multiple oh. people that were hoarders and I just was like, I gotta get, I gotta get out of this. I'm going back to waitress. Is it, was this a commission driven? Yes. Too? Okay. Oh. Which so is my own. only job that has ever been commission driven. And I do not like that. I don't like, I'm more of the type that ends up convincing you, you shouldn't purchase whatever it is that I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> I mean like when you, you end your sessions by saying you really take, take my measurements and you could go to Ikea and do this. Like, you know, it's not probably the best Strategy. Sure. I don't mm. like sales. I don't like selling people things. So then I went back to waitressing. I went back into high end. Well, you're still selling people things, food. Well, but they're making the choice. Yeah. I mean, really, I'm not. Trying, I'm not trying to upsell. I don't. I don't like that. People can smell through that. I think. So you said so when you were a waitress, you'd be like, you know, you really could just have tap water. And I'd be like, do you guys want it? You guys should split that steak. That's what <laughs> you should do. I have a question. So you were, you were for custom closets, and you said some yeah. people called you over just because you think they were lonely. They were lonely. Now, yeah. do you think you were part of, like, a sequence of people they went through to... to oh, like, I'm sure. Think, I would... Like, like, were you before or after the plumber? I like, think that, well... The plumber I think charges I'm for the free. visit, though. I mean, like, I'm free, right? Oh, so, like, they don't have to pay for the consultation. So I think there probably was, like, a rotating... Yeah. Like list wow. of- this is how bad I would be at that lifestyle is like it would never occur to me to like call people to do like free in home whatever just to have human interaction like wow that's a really good that's but you're, a, but that's you're, like a but, life but hack you're, if you're a recluse but you're, but you're or something down right? in the vault filing things you're fine <laughs> that's right right that's right yeah so that's yeah and yeah. you what's your uh, job I 
this is the summer before I came to Bethel to to uh, become a student at Bethel. So right after I graduated from high school, um, I also grew up in a bigger town than than you, but not a huge town. And like that's Chris. That's Chris who grew up in a tiny town. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, see, they're town. listening and paying attention. That they know who said that they grew up in a small right. town. Um, I didn't really. I wasn't really aware of like what options were for jobs. So like my parents said, oh, you should just apply for a job here. And there was it was a factory that was in my my hometown that did glass coating. So they co- hmm. they clo- coated big sheets of glass uh, to make really high quality mirrors for mm-hmm. copy machines. And then they did anti-reflective coatings for like CRTs for computer monitors, not sure. for not for clear, the computer. To but be the clear, monitor. the monitor is the screen. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, I want to make assumptions about yes. the listeners. So I applied and got the job as a summer worker there. Um, now, when you're in a glass factory, like broken glass is definitely something to be concerned sure. about. Sure. So we, you had to, I mean, you had to wear steel-toed boots. You dressed hev- head-to-toe in Kevlar. So, like, you had mm. a Kevlar bib, Kevlar sleeves, Kevlar, everything was, I mean, you were covered. And this glass coater is like a... Did you ever take breaks to shoot 45s each other just for fun? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, the, the glass coater is like this... <laughs> 500, 600 degree oven that you're standing next to yep. for a 12 hour shift, head to toe in Kevlar, and scrubbing glass with this hot soap. Mm-hmm. So, oh like, my goodness. it's it's the worst in terms of like humidity and things like this. And the, the job was, it was, they were 12 hour shifts. So, you would get there at six in the morning, and you didn't know, like, one of the things you need to know about me is, like, I like certainty in life. Like, I like to know what I'm going to be doing. Mm-hmm. But we would get there every morning, and we would stand in the in the office of, like, the floor leader or whatever, and then he would assign tasks. So every day I would I would stand there for, for 10 minutes worried about what job was I going to get that day. Mm. So what I learned was if I took the job that nobody liked, at least I could know what I was going to do each day. So that's why I did the, like, the scrubbing of glass because nobody liked it. But still, sometimes you'd have to do other things. Now, what really made this job awful was they needed um, – they needed summer workers to, to keep the line going because it ran. This machine ran twenty four hours a day. Yeah. They did the coating, and uh, but it would break down from time to time, and when it would break down, like we don't know how to fix it. Like so, they like the people who actually were the full time people would have to fix it. and They'd have to open this thing up, and sometimes the machine would be down for, you know, five hours, eight hours, ten hours. So like most of your shift, yep. which would it sounds great. Like I'm being paid to be here, but don't have to work. The problem is one whole wall of the factory was glass windows mm. and the corporate offices looked in on the factory floor and our floor leader said if those guys see you just sitting around they're going to come to me and say why did you hire all these summer workers so he said you need to pick up a broom and start sweeping he said i don't even care whether you're actually cleaning you need to look like you're oh, working geez. so i would spend 10 hour shifts pretending to work just so i would keep my job and like there wasn't enough brooms for all the summer workers so like if you got, like, a big push broom, you could just – I would spend a day just, like, walking around this factory pushing a broom. Oh, my but, word. But, like, the crappy job was if you got, like, the dust pan. Oh, sure. Because, like, it's hard. Lots of bending. Imagine – well, no, imagine if I said for the next 10 hours you need to look like you're busy with a dust pan. You can't do it. you got to no. team up with a broom person. Yep. And they don't always want to go to the dust pan. So, like, it's – it was awful. It was <laughs> – Did you get – I would hope that this would be, though, a pretty decent summer paying job. You would think so, but like <laughs> this is like when I when I look back on it, like no, like it was it was above minimum wage, but not much. There is a Dairy Queen in your town, yeah, and it's owned by one of my best friends. But did I think to work? See, I'm a dummy. Like I was oh. like, 
Okay, my parents said I should work at the job here, so I'd rather fake push a broom. Yeah, it was, and again, like so, they were twelve-hour shifts. So you do three days, twelve-hour shifts, and the next week you would do four days. You do three, okay. four. Um, and the, I just remember getting in at six in the morning and thinking, at six thirty tonight, I'll get to go home, eat, and go to sleep, so I can wake up to do this again oh tomorrow. So, um, Nathan, of these jobs, which one do you feel like you would want to do, or maybe not want to do, as you assess them, as having had the the, you've the, never had a you've bad never job. You've never had a bad job. And I feel even more confident of that statement now. Yeah, I bet you do. That, yeah, compared to those stories, no, I've, I've had a fortunate life. I, I think the filing one would be the least amount of grief. Yes. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And humidity. Because I'm pretty mm-hmm. it's cool in there. It, yes, because yeah. it's like climate controlled, yeah. and yeah. I like to be cool, so it yeah. didn't bother me. Chris yep. and I had very like sweaty, humid jobs. Yep. I didn't even tell you the sweatiest humid was one because the because at least in the in the kitchen of the truck stop you could keep the back door open, the screen door, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I did work in a factory like you. I actually liked this job a lot. Uh, I, I drove a forklift in the warehouse of a factory that makes fiberglass outlet boxes. Uh, but for, the reason they hired summer students is because. They're in the front end of the factory, uh, where they they used uh, injection molds to make these fiberglass outlet boxes, they uh, there were these three guys known as gunk haulers, hmm. and the gunk haulers were responsible for hand- which is the show on TLC. What <laughs> gunk haulers? Like yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> these three guys were responsible for hand loading uh, raw fiberglass putty into these injection molds, which would then superheat it and, and press it into into fiberglass outlet boxes. This stuff was like basically think itchy Play-Doh, right? It's, it's Play-Doh with like fiberglass sticking out of it, okay? Now, it's hot, it's heavy, and the, these three guys, I kid you not, were built like orangutans, right? They had super long, like wiry arms and like, like solid cores. Here's the thing, though. They'd all been working there forever, and every summer they all took all four weeks of their vacation because it was hot as heck in the summer in that yeah. factory. And that's what they hired the college kids for, was to replace these guys when they went on vacation. So you were a gunk hauler. So for wow. most of the summer, I drove a forklift. And then for about four weeks of the summer, I was a gunk hauler and had to do that guy's job. And, man, I do not want that guy's job again because your, your arms would itch. They'd that break sounds out. terrible. You know, you're, you're, you're wearing, like, nitrile gloves and stuff. And, you're, you know, you're throwing, like, basically – you know, 20, 30 pounds at a time of silly putty into a, into a, into a vat. And, you know, this thing's just, you know, pressing it, but no thanks. Did you not have a Dairy Queen in your town? No, no Dairy Queen. Did you have like a twisty top? And a pretty or good a... pizza joint. Okay. <laughs> but all those jobs are taken. I guess. Wow. Oof. Yeah. Well, let's be grateful for these jobs. That's right. I, I That's love right. working here. <laughs> this is a good time. I still refer to you as a gunk hauler working in the political science department, though. Yeah. That's, That's right. Yeah. That's funny. Well, on behalf of my gunk callers here, um, (laughs) thank you for joining us, Nathan. Uh, We're going to have you back on um, in a future podcast to actually talk about real tech and real computer science. Um, But for now, this is Chris Moore on behalf of my colleagues here at the second floor of the AC building. Go Royals. 